System has the pleasure of presenting the fifth broadcast of a special 26-week series of plays by radio playwright Art Schobler. In this series, we hope to bring you dramas full of the excitement and the meaning of plays told in relation to the expanding world in which we live. The play will be introduced by Art Schobler. The time in a not-too-distant tomorrow. The place, a New York steamship pier where a great luxury passenger liner, crowded with eager vacationists, is about to sail for its first trip to Europe at peace. That's right. If not for a little business I have to do in London, 
China would have been our first stop. We certainly are a travel-hungry nation. Travel, nothing. Business. Yes, sir. I'm going to open the branch factory in central China. Oh, that's mighty interesting. And very welcome news to the Chinese, I suppose. Yes, I hope so. Well, my husband's a little concerned about the reception he's going to get in Chongqing. Well, I'm sure that if they see benefit in your plans for their own people, you won't have much difficulty. Oh, I hope not. You know, when I think about it, I, I get as nervous as... Oh, no, yeah. no, 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 let me say it. I am nervous. I guess it's because I really want this factory of mine to happen. You see, I made money during the war. It kind of happened in spite of myself. But I want to use that money in a way that will mean something. I look around me and everybody's got a plan and a scheme and an idea for keeping this one world. Well, all my abilities are making things for less money on the production line. So I figure that if starting with the Chinese, I can give people things that will make their living cleaner and easier. Well, maybe that'll be all right. I'm sure it will. Thank you, Mrs. Barton. Mm, that wound's so cold. I think I'm going low. No, wait for the boat, Mary. That'll warm you up. Yes, it ought to be along any moment. All right, but it better hurry. Talking about business. You know, I've come to the conclusion that about 99% of the people on this boat are headed overseas to grind some sort of an axe. Branch factories like myself, or diplomats, or... How about you, Bob? Well, perhaps I ought to ask your wife. The way to find out everything about me is to talk to Mary, so, uh... How about it, Mrs. Bach? Your husband off to cut himself a slice in the future? No. Nothing like that. What's this? What's this? Two people on board actually going on a pleasure trip? So then... You were right, Mrs. Harlan. It is very cold. Would you please excuse me? Darn packing. And the lights go on again all over the way. Maybe I could get the steward to... No. No, I've only got three bucks left. No, need that. Now, where the heck is my blue shirt? I'm doing something Huh? Hey, small fry, look, this is my cabin. How did you get in here? I walked in. What you doing? Go away, go away, will you? Hey, sis, that's my hat you're setting on. Are you getting off the boat when it stops? If I ever get packed, now go away, will you? I'm not getting off. Sure, sure. Mama and Papa are giving you away to the captain, and I don't blame them. Now, will you please go away? We're landing any minute, and I've got a pack. You want to know why I'm not getting off? No, but you're going to tell me anyway. Doggone suitcase. You want to stay with me? Huh? Stay where? What do I want to go to London for? I'm not going. I'm not. Okay, so you're not. You want to stay on the boat with me? I got lots of things to say, Dad. Do you want to leave? Look, small fry. Well, what's the matter with you? Why do you want to stay on the boat? On account of my scared. Scared? Scared of what? Money. 
I know. What? He's frightened. Huh? Look at his eyes. He's terribly, terribly frightened. Yes. Is something frightening you, boy? Sonny, is there something wrong? Please tell us. We'll hurt you. Please tell us, boy. Does someone want to hurt you? Yes. Who? Tell us. Uh, at night? Yes. At night? What happened at night? Whatever it is, we can put a stop to it. Nobody can stop it. Nobody. Never. Never. Hello there, Jimmy. Well, after you've made friends. Oh, I beg your pardon. Oh, no, don't bother getting up, sir. I've come for James. Have you been friendly? Well, not exactly. I saw him sitting here so quietly I couldn't resist the impulse to talk to him. Are you his mother? No, I'm Sandy. Jimmy, would you mind getting my things together from under that tree? Yes, Miss Sandy. I can see it in your face as you've been wondering about him. There's only a few seconds because you shouldn't hear this. So I'll say it quickly. You're American, aren't you? Yes. How fortunate you are that none of your children is coming back, so I'll say it quickly. James, mother and father were killed during the blitz. For almost six hours, the child was buried alive. The shock of what happened was still with him. Oh, how terrible this was then to the children. No, not to all of them. You hear that? Not the cruel way they're somehow better off for having been born in the world without peace. They quickly learned that the world was a place where there was danger. But they learned too that there were those who would try to help them. They learned a strong sense of companionship with other people. They learned how to go without, how to make the best of things. They're not timid children. They're not helpless children. They're strong young people who learn to think for themselves. Well, thank you, Jane. We've got to say goodbye now. Say goodbye to your friends, dear. All right, I'll say it for you. Goodbye. Will you be all right? We hope so. It may take some time. But I'm so very young. So very young. Yes. We older ones can somehow will ourselves to forget. Well, goodbye. 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 Jay. Let's find the children and go on. Thank you. You do not recognize me. Why, yes, uh, 
course we do. Oh, we'd have known you anywhere. The concentration camps, the war, the year. This is no more permanent than that itself. Do you remember that dinner at your home? The chic Huber had just come into Paris. I was not a very good guest, I'm afraid. But now, you are here on the world the same again. And we will eat and drink and talk about America. Tell me, why were you so anxious to come to Europe that you took the very first passenger boat? And what are your plans from here? Hmm? Ah, Mariana. I am sure the young man would like to hear Mariana sing. She was a great favorite with your American soldiers. The answer is in the paper. 
And no matter what the scheme of government their leaders formulate, the answer to the future lies within the people themselves. Yes. Within the individual. If each within himself goes back into a predatory way of thinking, to get as much as he can, as quickly as he can, be it possessions or economic or political power, there is no hope. For a little while, there will be a false security. And then, once again, the hatred will fall over the boundary lines and our children will die. But, my good friends, I tell you this. I have hope. Great hope. For a dangerous illusion is ended. My people thought themselves the sophisticated of the world. Now, in these terrible years, they have discovered they were not sophisticated. They were children. Yes. Children in their self-interest. Children in their unconscious cruelties to others through the self-interest. <laughs> but I condemn my own too much. I believe what I said has been true of most of us Europeans. Now that is ended. Those of us who still live are no longer children of the world, but men and women. Knowing as men and women should that our responsibilities go beyond ourselves, beyond our families, beyond our nations, into every home and every nation where men and women and children live as human beings. I... I give you a toast. To we who live, may we never again forget why we live. outside of Berlin. So many trees. Yes, ma'am. It's in a forest. Must be very cold outside. Then it was ten above this morning on the Wilhelmstrasse. Unusually cold weather. Captain? Yes, Mr. Barton. Will there be much difficulty in taking him home with us? No. It'll be arranged. It was good of you to come with us. He was a Good soldier. We know. Only a short distance now. Do you think the children are cold up there? No, they're dressed warmly. They're so quiet. Larry, everything all right? Yes, Mother. Fine. Margaret, are you warm enough? Yes, Mama. Allie, you're trembling. My coat, let me. No. No, it's just that. We've come such a long way. Sally. I'm all right. When we get over that rise, the trees will clear. Will I feel it? Yes, ma'am. Jane. I'm right here. Oh, Mama. Yes, Margaret. That's where we're going. Oh, Mama. So many crosses. Come, children. Yes, Mother. Come on, Margaret. Margaret, close your coat collar. Yes, Papa. Uh, so I might lead the way. Thank you, Captain. Uh, Larry, you take Margaret. Mother and I will follow. Yes. Come on, Margaret. Larry, look. Some of the mine crosses. They're stars. 
Look, Larry. Some of them are stars. Sammy, why are you walking so slowly? Larry, why aren't we alone? What? You and I to see our son, why aren't we alone? But they're our children, too. David was my first. I know the children will hear you. The captain stopped. Can I do it? Uh, I think it's. Oh, my God. Mr. and Mrs. Barton, he's buried here. Lieutenant, David Barton, third armored division. On October 3rd, 1918. Died. Gee, Mom. No, children, no. I, I didn't bring you here to cry for your brother. Margaret, look. Trees are all around. Remember, I told you David loved trees. Is it nice to have sleeping among them now? I'll take her back to the car. No. I wanted to stay. Why should she be frightened? There's no reason for her to be frightened. Mama, I'm not fighting. Just, just let me cry a little bit. Mama, just let me cry. Yes, darling. Captain Henderson. Yes, Mr. Barton. How soon could the arrangements be made? Well, it's entirely up to you, sir. Can we take him back with us on our ship when we sail on the 15th? Yes, sir. I think it can be arranged. We're going to bury him in our family plot. Next to my brother, Fred. Who killed him? Eighteen in the Argonne. Cemetery in our town. There are trees there, too. No. What? What's here? He'll stay here. I want him to stay here where he is now. Sorry. But, but Mom, that's the reason we came to bring him back. No. What happened all of a sudden? Don't you want him back where he belongs? He was such a happy baby. Boy. Suddenly he wasn't happy anymore. I didn't understand it. I couldn't. Because all my happiness and unhappiness had always been about you, Jane, children. In the house. Always about things closer than me. But David's unhappiness is about the world. Charlie, I couldn't understand. What has that got to do? I'm trying to tell you. These, these aren't going to be words which I just thought of. I think I knew when I was going to stay in here for a long time. You said to me, don't you want to take him back home where he belongs? Where does my son belong? I've been thinking about that all the way here on the ship. All the weeks getting here, I've been thinking that. Where does my son belong? Can the answer be where did my son go with his own free choice? He came here. No, he fought his way here because he believed that here was where wars could be ended. Here was where those who lived by the sword and the threat of the sword should die by it. And in my death, teach a lesson that would never be forgotten by 
others should listen to them. Don't you see, he... He fought to get here, I said. This was where he wanted to be. Why should we take him away now? What he fought for. It came true. Let him rest here. He's done his work. beginning to snow. David will like that. Come, children, we can go back now. Come, Margaret. Yes, Mama. Larry? Yes, Mom. Say my arm, Jay. Yes, dear. We better walk fast. We're such a long way to go and wish so much yet to do when we get home. So very much. Holiday 1948. The original musical score was composed by Gordon Jenkins and conducted by Albert Sack. The leading roles were taken by Miss B. Benaderet and Mr. Norman Field, with Bill Christie, Rhoda Elaine Williams, Lou Merrill, Irene Tedrow, Joseph Granby, Mary Jean Croft, Raymond Severn, Bruce Elliott, and Terry Lee. Next week, we will bring you Mr. Obler's new comedy, Mr. Ten Percent. The amazing, amusing story of a Hollywood agent who collects 10% of the salary of your favorite motion picture star in return for services rendered. This will be the sixth in a special series of plays written, produced, and directed for the Mutual Broadcasting System by Arch Overler. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System.